Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Monday, the 22nd of August, 2022. So glad you can join me for this episode, and if you're brand new and you've just come across this particular podcast, welcome on board. Hopefully there's uh, some stuff in this particular episode that will be a catalyst for you to want to come back and listen tomorrow, but also check out some of the back catalogue. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you Plugging into the podcast, hopefully I'm continuing to add value to you as you uh, as you make your way towards becoming an exceptional sales leader. And uh, with that said, if you can do me a massive favor, and if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to. If you're on Apple, of course, it is the follow button. If you could also please rate the show if you feel that this is adding value. If there's something in this that is worth uh, sharing with your team, then by all means rate the show, hopefully out of five, five out of five would be great, but if you rate the show, that'd be terrific if you could share the show also with people within your sphere of influence who you think may be able to benefit from this particular topic or this episode, or in fact, this podcast, greatly appreciate you sharing that as well. And if you feel as if there's something you'd like to provide some feedback on, also greatly appreciate any comments, any feedback, also any topics you'd like me to talk about as we move forward. So uh, with that said, let's get into today's episode as we begin a brand new week. Now, the question I'm going to ask is, what do you look for in your people? Now, last week's episode, I recorded a podcast about becoming a development champion, and uh, I was alluding to the fact that we had two of their female footy teams winning their grand finals seven days ago, which was fantastic. And over the last few days, we've had now the opportunity to reflect on the importance of this development as we celebrated the 2022 season with our female football presentations. Now, what has been really clear about this is... We have, while success has been achieved by two of the teams, and they've been fantastic, and, and the other two teams have also been successful in terms of achieving uh, probably growth marks and benchmarks that they haven't achieved in the past. They, haven't, they didn't win the premiership, of course, but they've certainly improved from last year. Uh, what's become evident across all of our female teams, particularly the two that have won the premiership this year, is that they're all underpinned by great development and fast development for each of the girls, but there's another key ingredient that, uh, that I wanted to talk about today, and that is character. Now, as a club, we're very blessed to have attracted a number of very high-quality people to our footy club over the last, uh, particularly the last 12 months, uh, not just talented players. And it's one of the prime reasons why the girls have developed so quickly this year, not just individually, but also as a team. And over the weekend, it prompted me to consider what and think about what are some of the key ingredients to building a high-performing team filled with exceptional people. Now, whether it's a football club, whether it's a soccer club, whether it's a organizational team, whether it's a sales team, uh, we've got to look at what are some of the key ingredients that we want to bring in. But first of all, it, it starts with us as the leader defining what does high performance actually look like. Now, if I look back on my own career, there are, and it still happens today, there are far too many leaders who bring in people into their team or into their organization who have a demonstrated track record of performance and that's where they place their emphasis. They're not necessarily looking at some other aspects and I've got to say the ones, the leaders who do look at other aspects other than just performance are the ones that typically 
find themselves filling their teams with more exceptional people. Now, I've seen this over the last 20 or 25 years where teams have actually brought in what they consider to be high-performing individuals, but they haven't actually considered some other aspects. And whether this individual, for example, is going to fit in with the culture that's been established and whether they have some key characteristics that will be able to enable them to seamlessly transition into the organization and make a contribution to the team. Uh, now, I've also experienced this myself and I've made some uh, pretty ordinary hires, but I'm also, I've also made some pretty good hires in my career. And there's one in particular that I remember, and I haven't got permission to use this particular person's name. However, it's a great example of what I'm talking about today in terms of as a leader, we've got to be really, really crystal clear on what we're going to be looking for in our people. Now, at the time, I had a position available in my sales team, and I needed a new account manager. Now, this particular account manager role was a junior type role. It wasn't a senior role, and it was pretty much an account management type role, not necessarily a hunter type role, but I needed somebody with specific characteristics that I was looking for. So I wasn't necessarily looking for somebody who demonstrated a long history of high performance. What I was looking for with some specific characteristics. Now, I had somebody helping me with, I guess, the uh, the interview process, so going through the shortlist. And anyway, there was a number of interesting uh, candidates, and there was one in particular who happened to stand out above everybody else. Now, this particular person did not have any sales experience per se, but there were some characteristics about this individual that just stood out, which meant that we had to investigate. And we're so glad we did because it ended up this person being one of the best hires that we've made. And this person has also gone on to be very, very successful in the industry. And in fact, is now uh, in a leadership position themselves. So one of the key things that came out of the interview process was whilst this person didn't have any sales experience per se, they had a lot of characteristics that we were looking for and they pretty much ticked every single box. One of those characteristics was a teachability and a coachability. But the other thing that really stood out was this person had demonstrated over a long period of time a huge amount of discipline and persistence to achieve what, what it is they wanted to achieve. It wasn't necessarily related to their work. In fact, when, it, when they were going through school, they were doing things outside of school in an area that was they were passionate about and hence they dedicated themselves to that task. And what it taught us, what it showed us, was this person would be a great acquisition because of some of the characteristics they had actually demonstrated throughout their career so far, or throughout their life going through school. And even though this person was very young, uh, when I say young, uh, they're in their early 20s, and even though there were some interesting comments when we appointed this particular person as to the reasons why, because let's be honest, there were people that are coming from a different perspective thinking that when you're pointing somebody into a sales role, their view was you needed to have somebody who had already demonstrated some track record in selling. What I was looking for was a number of different attributes that I'll talk about in a second. And I knew that if I got this person into the environment based on the experience they'd had and based on the persistence and the discipline they'd already showed, they would fast track and they'd become an exceptional acquisition to the team. Now, lo and behold, and uh, this doesn't always happen, but thank God it did in this particular case. Three to six months later, I had a number of people who at the beginning were quite skeptical as to why I had hired this particular person come back to me and say, you know what, you've done a, you've done a great job there. That is a fantastic hire. This, particular, this individual is on fire and this particular individual is doing a fantastic job. So it just highlighted the fact that as a leader, we've got to be crystal clear on what we're looking for. And if you're not if you're not sure about what you're looking for as, as a 
as a sales leader in particular, you've got to sit down and actually look at it, which means you'll need to do an analysis of your team. What's What are the strengths of the team right now? What are some of the characteristics you're seeing in individuals within the team? But also think about where are some gaps. And when you go out to find people to fill those gaps, making sure you can actually get people and bring people in who have strengths in areas where perhaps you're lacking as a team. And that will just enhance your ability to develop the team and certainly underpin the high performance that you're looking for in your team. And so even today, I see a lot of leaders that are focusing all of their attention. And it's really interesting when people put in a resume to a particular role and they don't even get a look in because they don't seem to have a track record, a demonstrated track record of performance in that particular industry, and they don't necessarily get a look in. Now, I've got to say, my experience and my perspective is there are, there are a lot of sales leaders out there leaving a lot of talent on the table because of their absolute, almost unrelenting focus on they've got to have a demonstrated track record. Now, this doesn't necessarily tell the full story, and what you look at from an exceptional leader point of view, they're very, very specific on the qualities that they are looking for in their people. And whilst performance may form part of the analysis, there are going to be other critical factors that they're going to be looking for, including these. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. You can probably add things to this. But as a leader right now, if you're a leader who has been perhaps conditioned, encouraged, uh, coached, mentored, uh, told as to how you're going to bring people in and sort of what qualities you're looking for, and it's all been based on performance and having a demonstrated tangible track record of performance before they get a look in, uh, maybe some of these things are worth considering because some of these attributes and some of these factors can fast track people's performance and certainly fast track people's development and uh, very quickly take your team from where they are right now to at least moving towards becoming an exceptional team. Now, first and foremost, is the person you're looking to bring in, are they teachable and are they coachable? Do they seek and do they embrace feedback. This is probably one of the biggest ones and I've seen so many sales people come into organizations over the journey and many of them don't have this level of teachability and coachability. It's almost like, well, they've been in the industry for X number of years. They've got a track record of performance. They know what they're doing. Uh, they don't like to be given feedback. In fact, they will avoid feedback uh, and some of this is a little thing called imposter syndrome, but we won't go into that in today's particular episode. But uh, looking for somebody who is quite teachable and coachable and looking to get feedback is somebody who's going to be curious, somebody's going to also ask a lot of questions and create space to get better. So is the person teachable and coachable? And one of the questions I'll often ask a prospective person coming into an organization or when I'm working with a leader asking asking these these leaders to ask the question of a prospective employee is ask the direct question, who is, who is your coach right now? Who is your mentor? Because the answer to that question will often give you a bit of an indication in terms of how teachable and how coachable are they. Are they somebody who actively seeks coaching and mentoring? And that gives you a bit of an indication in terms of what the sort of characteristics they're going to bring into the team. The next one is, do they take the initiative when given the opportunity? Are they somebody who's going to be waiting back and, and waiting to be told? Or are they going to see an opportunity and have the have the courage and have the discipline to step forward and take one step and put it in front of the other? Do they take the initiative? The other one is, are they a team player? This is a big one. Do they look for opportunities where they can contribute to the team rather than seek to receive the accolades? Now, I can see this in the sporting realm, and I've had uh, a number of teams over the last 10 years that have had individuals within the team who just love the limelight. They love taking center stage, playing in the uh, in the pivotal positions, and when you look at the way they interact with their team on the field, a lot of their behavior 
is not necessarily team oriented, it is more self oriented. So when it comes to exceptional team performance, are they a team player? Now one of the things we've instilled into our girls teams this year in particular is a team first, club first attitude. It is what we can do as individuals that's going to help and enhance the team performance and hence the club performance. It is not about the individual accolades. And I saw this even play out in some of the accolades and some of the rewards that people were given individually throughout the season in terms of best player awards, best and fairest and so forth. There was a level of humility that was associated with that. And it was almost like not so much they weren't grateful for the for the award, but they recognized it wasn't about them because the team and the way the team interacted, the way the team performed was one of the key reasons why they were able to play to their maximum potential and therefore be given, I guess, the attention and therefore the recognition for an individual contribution. So first and foremost, are they a team player? Do they look for opportunities to contribute to the team rather than try to receive the accolades? The next one is, are they bold in their actions? Are they prepared to take risks and constantly look at making positive progress? There are so many, so many people out there that are so risk averse. They're almost, and this is partly because of the environment that's been created by the leader and that often mistakes are frowned upon and therefore people start to look for ways to not take risks and play the safer route and go the safer route and play the safer game. To be exceptional as a team, we need people in the team who are bold and who are prepared, first of all, have a voice, second of all, have some opinions around that, and also thirdly, have the courage to have the conversations to put it out there at the risk of maybe being shot down. But if you've got a great environment, then that kind of conversation is actually uh, encouraged, it is not discouraged. So are they bold in their actions? Is that the sort of characteristics that you're looking for? The next one is humility. And I've touched on this as well and that great teams, high-performing teams, sustainably successful teams are filled with people who demonstrate constantly a level of humility. It is not about getting ahead of themselves. Yes, they'll take the accolades. Yes, they'll actually work their butts off. And yes, they deserve everything that comes their way in terms of performance and all the benefits that come with that. But they don't go out there out of their way to show others and tell others how great they are. It's always about, hey, we are playing we're playing our role. We're looking for how we can make improvements. We're looking to encourage others. There's just this level of humility and gratitude that exists within the character of the individual. Now, this this really came to bear on Friday night when we, we had the best and fairest winner for under-16 girls team. When she got up and accepted the award, uh, she actually uh, thanked everybody, but also it was from the perspective of thanking thanking the team and thanking the club for welcoming her into the club to make her feel welcome. But also she made her speech entirely about how the team had made her a better player and how she loved being part of the team. Now, yes, she's by far the um, one of the best players in the in the competition, not only in the club, but in the competition, and she fully deserved the accolades and everything that she achieved this particular year, but the way she went about it and the way she thanked each and every member of her team for helping her become a better player and a better character for this year uh, brought out the best in her. It was just something that was, uh, for somebody who was 15 going on 16 years of age, was uh, it was a fantastic thing to hear. And it further confirms for me that we've got some really high quality people in our footy club. So the same thing goes with your sales team, if your team, you're trying to bring people in, are you bringing people in who have a level of humility? The next one is that bringing people in, do they challenge the team and they do they challenge the leader to break new ground and to innovate? Now, one of the, one of the challenges of many leaders, particularly if you're new to leadership, is understanding the difference between dependence, codependence, and independence. Now, if you can get a team that can challenge each other and also challenge the leader, then you've actually started to develop 
a level of independence within your team, which is exactly where you want to be, rather than a codependent relationship where people are dependent on you to have all the answers and you're dependent on them to come to you for all the answers. That does not create an environment where people feel comfortable challenging, not only the team, but certainly the leader. And the last one is, are they committed to constant and never-ending improvement? And this is a really big one. So bringing people into a sales team, for example, I'm not looking for people who have necessarily a long track record of performance. What I'm looking for is maybe part of it is that, but I also want to know what sort of uh, what sort of improvement process do they have in place? What sort of plan do they have for their own professional and personal development? Are they committed to always improving? Do they ask questions? Have they worked with a coach? Have they worked with a mentor? Do they have a coach right now? Uh, do they do things outside of, of work that helps uh, give me an indication that they're actually pouring into their community? Are they helping others to improve? Are they running a footy club, a soccer club? Are they mentoring others? All this sort of stuff gives you little bits of in, insights into the character of the individual. And it's not just about have they delivered X number of results for X number of years and therefore they're going to be a great hire, which is very often not the case. So as a leader, to build a team that has a capability of delivering sustainable success, we've got to identify and embrace key qualities which will bring good people into the team despite any outside pressure to bring in the quote-unquote the proven performers. And this often comes, unfortunately, from senior leaders that are saying, hey, you need to bring people in who have specific number of years of experience in a specific industry with a specific product. No, no, we've got to look, look a lot more uh, wider than that and go a lot deeper than that because you're missing out on a lot of gold out there in the marketplace if you're just limiting your search function to people who have a proven level of performance in a particular industry. Because here's the thing, successful teams are chock full of people with incredible character. And this is what underpins exceptional performance. Now, one of the things I'll finish off with, I was was at a meeting last week for one of the elite pathway programs for female footy here in Victoria. And we're having a conversation about what are some of the key characteristics and attributes that they're looking for when it comes to talented AFL players. And one of the key pillars that they're looking for is good character. Does this person have a great character? Are they teachable? So all the stuff we've spoken about today in this episode is exactly what this organization is looking for when it comes to talented players, which means, and they've said this, it means that there may well be a number of talented footballers that do not get the opportunity to come into the program and therefore don't get the opportunity to play football at a more elite level because they don't have the characteristics that this organization is looking for. So uh, one of the things to think about as a leader is, if you haven't thought about this, what do you look for in your people? When it comes to bringing people onto the organization, into the team, have you been more focused on people's past performance, or have you actually dialed in and thought about what are the key characteristics? What sort of character do I want to have into my team? that can help underpin exceptional performance and really fast-track our performance to become an exceptional sales team. So I trust that message helps, and I trust that message resonates. So as we wrap up the first episode, love to uh, have a conversation with you when you are ready to work together, when you are ready and when you are committed to take your sales leadership to an exceptional level because you know there's another level of performance that you can get to as a leader, but you also know there's another level your team can get to as a team as well. Love the opportunity of working with you one-on-one and helping you do just that over the next 90 days. To do that, let's jump on a call, have a conversation. First step is to go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, and we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation. So I look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best.
Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.